All right, welcome back to the I Am There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my super co-host, Kenny. Yahoo! <laughs> and today we are back after a little break. So a lot has happened. Uh, the 250th YCS just concluded. I can't believe that there's been 250 of them, but I was actually in California. And the crazy thing is, I played Zero Yu-Gi-Oh! while I was there. I actually mm-hmm. spent the entire time while I was there with an OnlyFans model who is an absolute sweetheart. Her name is Brittany. And she came with one of my friends to California and we met for the first time. She was really down to earth and we had a fucking blast. So every day we just kind of like did touristy stuff and like literally went on a celebrity home tour. We drove around for two hours. Saw like Beyonce and Jay-Z's house, Rihanna's house, Miley Cyrus's where the Beatles used to live. Um, one of Michael Jackson's old estates or whatever. Like we just drove around, did a lot of sightseeing, a lot of day drinking and I had a, I had an absolute blast. I didn't make it to the convention center a single time. So I know a mm. lot of people wanted to see me there and wanted to meet me there. wanted to play me there. And I'm sorry, you guys, but this was a vacation for me as most Yu-Gi-Oh trips are. I like how YCS has happened and you go, oh, I have to go to California because there's a YCS in California. <laughs> but like, you don't go to the YCS. Like, you realize, Fraser, you could just go to California. I could just go to California. On a weekend. <laughs> yes, you could just which go. Is what I, which is what I end up doing. I just like to do it with my friends are all there. But but you're absolutely right, Kenny. I have one several occasions. a good time to go if you consider all the... I have a question. Two questions, actually. Ahead, one, yeah. this is related to the YCS. Do you even know? Did they have side events and like they had, Time oh, Wizard side events? Oh, I'm going to read you out some stats. Shout out to Cordero, Vexicus4666. Uh, Ooh, yesterday, shout out to him. Yesterday, friend of the podcast, guest on the podcast, he sent me a text message at... 9.33 last night, and it said, I thought you might want this for your podcast. And mm. it says, here's a breakdown of the 411 different public events that ran for the 250th YCS. So Jesus. there were 107 Edison format side events this time. Oh, my God. Then there were four for April 2015 format. I don't even know what that format is. I actually, April 2014, you said? 2015. April oh, 2015, which is that... Is that hat? I don't even know what that is. That No, that's actually Burning Abyss, I think, and Necros. Okay, anyway, so there were four of those. So 107 Edison. There were four April 2015. There were 16 July 2005, which is GOAT format. So 16 GOAT format. And there were five March 2012 and three September 2018. So... Again, 107. I'd have no idea, like no clue. I I don't know what September 2018 is, but but there were three of them. Um, but 107 Edison events. Okay, so by and large, Edison is the most dominant time was a format and you can combine every other one that i said the four the 16 the five and the three and it's not even half of the edison side events that ran at the 250th ycs so that is just mm. absolutely bonkers um let me give you another stat so they did winamats too which is you know modern format right like modern Yu-Gi-Oh. there were only 101 winamats so edison actually had the most side events period yeah. Out of That's all awesome. side events that ran throughout the weekend. Uh, side note, I, th- I looked it up. Now, mind you, I didn't play during this time. I don't know. But April 2015, I think, was Necros. I just, I'm just i just looking at like these top deck lists. And yes. It's like Necros, 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 some Shadol, yep. some Star Seraph, Shadol, some, some mm-hmm. Burning Abyss. Yeah. Yeah, I but it looks that like that it's mostly year. Necros. That was the year, I believe, Noah Green won Nationals in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that was also the first nationals that I did not top consecutively. So I topped 2014. No, I topped 
2014, 2013, 2012, 2011, and I think 2015 is when the streak ended, and I uh, I got absolutely bodied. I played Necrols at that Nationals, and that was when everyone was being fucking hateful and playing all the anti-cards. I talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, but that's where I played against people main decking Mistake and Thunder King and, uh, what is it called? Not not just Skill Drain. There's another card that's like Skill Drain. Lose a Turn. There's a card called Lose a Turn. Mm. There was just a ton of hate. And I I could not surmount it. So I ended up getting scraped at Nationals 2015 and Burning Abyss 1, which I think was the correct choice for that tournament. Even though Necrols is theoretically the better deck, you know, it could be the best deck and all, but it might not be the best for that event. And so, yep. yeah, but uh, I enjoyed Kali. I had a blast. The weather was amazing, although it was a bit colder than I expected it to be. So it it was like. 55 was That's the wild. It was, was fucking hot all weekend here. I heard. And it's hot as shit today. Can we talk about like yeah, it's, it it's 76 it's degrees hot. today in Philly. It is currently Tuesday, April 4th, as we're recording this. And it is 76 degrees. It is very hot. Uh, it, it, at least it feels that way because I guess we're all used to it being a bit colder. So any amount of heat yeah. just feels kind of extreme because 76 when it's the summertime, 76 feels great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, you know, summer gets up to 90s. But yeah, I mean, today just it feels nasty today. It's not just the heat. It just feels nasty. It does feel nasty. It feels wet. (laughs) Yeah. I went to the gym today and it feels wet. Speaking of feeling wet, um, there's a second (laughs) question I have for you. And uh, I just I feel as though I'd be doing a disservice to the people. If I didn't ask, like, what's Britney's? What's the link? Like, what's the link so, to Britney's okay, OnlyFans? Okay, so she showed me her Twitter. She has five hundred thousand <laughs> followers on Twitter. I don't know who Britney is, but I mean, if she's a she, friend of the podcast, she's I a gotta, really pretty girl. I'm just, it, I'm interested. Really, really pretty girl. She's light skinned. She has pretty eyes. Uh, she does makeup, hair, nails, all that stuff, lashes. Like, she's she's amazing. And she showed me her Twitter. Now, you know. She's not my cup of tea because that's not my thing. My Twitter is is nasty in another way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I need to get all of her socials and stuff. But my real goal is, guys, this is a treat that I'm going to set up. My real goal is I want Brittany to come on for episode 169 mm. of the podcast. Because That'd be pretty good. we became good friends. We're going to Fashion Week together in September around her birthday. Uh, we're planning another trip to Cali like later in the year just to like actually hang out and not go because there's a YCS there just to actually have fun and enjoy it and stuff like that. So I want to have her come on the show and I want to do like a full sex positive episode where we talk. Because how awesome would that be to be able to nerd out with, you know, someone who actually does OnlyFans. She's very successful. Again, she has 500,000 followers on Twitter. 500,000. So she's very famous. I'm down with it. I cannot remember for the life of me what her Twitter account is. No, so that's fine. That's my fault. We I'm save sorry. it. No, we're going to save it now for... Yep. 169. That episode. And... What are we at? Like one one four? I think this is like one forty. I'm pretty sure this is one forty. Let me just double check. And um, I think this is episode one. So yeah, this is episode one forty. So twenty nine episodes from now, I want to get her on the actual podcast. She actually she actually subscribed to our podcast. Well, not subscribed, but like she followed the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. And she's like, I want to listen to a couple episodes. So she's she's awesome. I the the whole trip. Honestly, she made the entire trip for me because Gus and Xavier, who I also went with, they were kind of just nerding out with Yu-Gi-Oh! the entire trip. Like, Gus played in the event, and he actually started off 5-0, and which is really good. And then I think mm. he ended off day one, like, 7-1-1. There were nine... Yeah, he was 7-1-1 day one. So that's really, really strong. So, shout out to Gus. He playing Cash Terror. He actually got ninth at the Philly Regional last week, uh, before the YCS, so he would have top-8 at that Philly Regional, but he ended up getting... Um, 
Yeah, so in 29 episodes, Internet, you guys are going to find out who Brittany is. <laughs> um, I'll be finding out along with you. But unfortunately, I couldn't deliver you guys the link today. But what I can do, if you were curious, Frazier alluded to what's on his Twitter. If you want to know what's on his Twitter, just go to Google and type in Roughnecks and Caribbean Butt Sex, and you'll find out what's <laughs> oh on uh, <laughs> Frazier's Twitter. I mean, you wouldn't be far off. <laughs> Roughnecks and Caribbean Butt Sex <laughs> or Cornhole Cruisers is what you can type in to find what's on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we're a mess but yeah great time out there played absolutely zero Yu-Gi-Oh. i bought three different decks with me i bought the three decks that i play in real life i brought my christian sworn deck my blackwing deck and my froggy deck and i played i didn't even pull i didn't i didn't even shuffle my cards a single time that's cool though it's cool when you because that means you had fun. You know I, had I mean, so like, much fun, bro. If you played Yu-Gi-Oh, you would have had fun too. But yes. the fact that you didn't means you really had fun. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. I had the kind of fun that I really wanted because I play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh anyway. Now that yeah, I basically have turned our YouTube channel into a really big repository of Edison knowledge and stuff. And I'm always mm-hmm. dueling on dueling book. We just played the Net three v three. We just got there with the house. Me, Stango, and a true hero. So like. I've been doing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh lately, and I thought that I was going out to Kali to do more Edison Yu-Gi-Oh, but a couple of things. I've already won several of those Light and Darkness Dragon mats at the last YCS in California in November, and mm-hmm. I've played in regional winner mats for Edison side events and all types of stuff, and I've just been playing a lot of Edison. So I didn't realize that I just kind of needed a break, and this past weekend was a chance for me to literally play zero Yu-Gi-Oh. What I will say, though, and this is something that's so fucking awesome to me, so we got third at the first ever online Edison 3v3 last week. And mm-hmm. then Stango played in Beast Mode Circuit Series 6 this, yes, he pa- did. this past Saturday while I was in California. He used and, Black Wings and he won that shit. And, and Frazier yep. just won that tournament too before the 3v3. I, I was the person who won the fifth one. So I won Beast Mode Circuit Series 5. Then we get third place at the 3v3, and then Stengel wins Beast Mode Circuit Series 6, which was actually bigger than the one I played, and his was 20 players. Wow, you said he won with Black Wings? He did, actually. I was very shocked about that, too. Didn't you say he's not usually good with that deck? He is not. He is. (laughs) And he sent me all his replays. I'm actually going to do a replay analysis for our YouTube channel. Uh, I was thinking about if I should bring him on for that. I don't know if, if I need to or if I want to, but I'm still debating on that, but I'm probably going to do it like literally after we record this because this episode won't come out until Thursday anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But I plan to do, he sent me all the replays from that tournament and I plan to go through his four rounds that he played to just see like, you know, what, what he could have done differently, what might have been a better play, so forth and so on. Dude, how awesome is it that Yu-Gi-Oh! has, like, fucking online weeklies and shit right now? I love it. Like, that's insane! Speaking of which, spoiler alert, I recently got access to the tournament bot for Yu-Gi-Oh! that every major Discord server uses to run Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments for Edison and all types of stuff. And so... Now that we have that in the I'm Nerd podcast Discord, I might have st- a little I Am Nerd monthly or something. Yeah, we're going to start oh. running I Am Nerd podcast tournaments. I just have to figure out the logistics of like when and how I want to run them. But that is definitely going to be a thing. Me and Kenny will be doing some commentary. It'll be fun. Um, mm. Yeah, and that's something I'd love for the to do future. Some commentary on that. Yeah, that's something for the future. Monarchs are a really big deck right now. Kenny loves Monarchs. So not um, only that, apparently fucking I don't know if it was a leak or official release with new monarchs coming in modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, they're they're like t- they were ten stars. I think they still now. have a thousand defense, by the way. That's how you know it's a monarch. Oh, He's I can got see three, that. 
He's got 3k attack, because I looked at it, and it's in Japanese, right? And I was like, it does kind of look like a monarch, right? But Oh, it's that style for sure, like, no question. How I knew it was a monarch is it had a 1,000 defense. I was like, they need to relax. Their new thing is that they have 3,000 attack, 1,000 defense, and I believe that that's a 10-star monster. So, only thing that we see so far is that Stalos. Uh, I don't know what the effect is translated. I'm sure by now, because this is fully visible, like the text. I'm sure by now that there's a translation for it, but I'm curious because usually monarchs come out one at a time, right? So like mm-hmm. they'll release that Stalos, then it'll be Zaborg, then it'll be Caius and all that stuff. I'm surprised that that Stalos is first stuff, but I don't remember how the Mega Monarchs came out. I don't remember who was the first Mega Monarch. Everyone knows Zaborg was the first regular monarch. And then I believe Mobius and then that Stalos in that order. And then it kind of went Grand Mark. Eventually, we got Ryza and Caius, which were ridiculous. But uh, yeah, new monarchs coming in modern, which is really cool. And I'm hoping that it ends up being a really big meta deck, like the last one was in 2016, where monarchs just completely shit on everything with domain. Really fun times, domain monarchs. Shout out to Eric Christensen for uh, winning that 2016 nationals with domain monarchs. But yeah, um, yeah, that's fucking that's awesome. I'm, yes. I'm excited to see uh, you know what they'll do, what the new ones will do. I'm trying to google it but i don't know anyway yeah so but yeah look out for uh i am their podcast to be doing edison tournament soon what i think we'll do is we'll make the tournaments free for people who are active on our patreon so if you're subscribed to our patreon mm, um, i like that your entry to the tournament like is just that. like completely free uh that, that stuff that i know i know that part that's like the easiest part for me so far i haven't gotten anything else figured out yet but i don't think it's really hard to do like we will use uh challenge which everyone else uses set up a time maybe the first one will just be like uh we'll cap it at 16 players kind of how beast mode started off and just see how it goes with the first 16 people on our discord server that join and just run it and just see what the fuck happens like just absolutely run it that'll be great if free so i'll just say this now right let's just how it'll probably work out right is if you're in the patreon it'll be free and just so you know the lowest tier on patreon is three dollars yep. but the tournament itself might be five dollars to end right. but if you're on patreon for three dollars you know you get yeah. to do the tournament isn't that cool see look at that that's so, just off the top of my head you know yeah we're still figuring it all out but yeah a hundred percent gonna start running some edison tournaments and i think that'll just be really fun for our community our community is growing and i'm really really happy about that uh edison is also just growing and a lot of cool things happening with the format but surprisingly i did not play a single game of edison this past weekend i didn't observe a single game of Yu-Gi-Oh. but uh i did see that there were three different ycs champions crowned this week because the ycs was in three different places so that was cool and i don't think i have much else to say about like kali and i'm, I'm trying to think of anything else like worthy of talking about what did you do on the plane on the, did you did you use your laptop oh, did you okay. play any nintendo so, switch i actually for the first time in my life purchased wi-fi on the plane and I watched that show that uh, Donald Glover produced or created or whatever called Swarm. And it's about like an obsessed fan. It's an allusion to Beyonce's Beehive and how crazy people can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. Yes. I heard about this. I actually watched that. I didn't know that was made by Donald Glover. Yep. Amazon Prime. Uh, it's It's a new show and everyone's been talking about it a lot. And at first I was like, I don't really care about this. But then I decided, you know what? I have some time to watch something. So I actually watched the entire show and the episodes are like 30 30 to 35 minutes each. uh, And there's only, I think, seven of them. So I watched that whole thing and it was awesome. I actually did enjoy it quite a bit. It's very unhinged. It is a thriller, basically, where essentially the, the main character is a serial killer. 
And if you kind of disrespect the idol that she stands for, she will literally kill you. So that's kind of like the premise of it. And it's more, there's more that goes into it than just that. But that is like the premise of what's happening is if people, you know, people on Twitter might tweet out, oh, Beyonce's so overrated. Don't understand why anybody loves this devil worshiper. And she'll see that and like stalk your house, figure out where you work at, figure out where you frequent, become your friend and then fucking murder you. So it is... It is actually something that is very scary and unhinged, but I could totally see it being a real thing just because of how crazy people are. And Eminem wrote the song Stan a very, very, very long time ago. Still one of the best songs. Honestly, lyrically, it's one of the best songs ever. It's kind of like 99 Problems is up there with as far as storytelling goes. It's just fucking phenomenal. Uh, But Stan is I think about that every time I think about people just going crazy about celebrities and how honestly the celebrity probably doesn't even know you exist, but you are willing to fight people in the comments or actually fight people in real life over them which is ridiculous yeah people are uh people are wild for that yeah that's pretty cool i've heard about that show i didn't really know much about it. i did hear like it was like an illusion to beyonce's fans mm-hmm. and stuff like that um but yeah it's pretty cool but if uh oh that's right i wanted to say there's something i love like obviously traveling like the aspect of tra- like tra- getting on the plane and like doing all that stuff on one end sucks i'm like waiting the air but at the same time i always kind of enjoy like a part of it there's something about just Me like too. especially you're going. in the airport yeah, you're on the plane. It's like, all right, well, and then you know, you read like Mongo on your phone or like you watch something on your laptop that you have downloaded or I don't know. It's weird because it's like it's kind of guilt free stuff. Like if you That's watch a movie normally. Yeah, like you watch a movie normally. Sometimes you'd be like, I should be doing something else right now. <laughs> but like if you're on the plane gumming somewhere, it's like well, there's nothing else to do. Like I can yep. watch this movie and it's like it's like a guilt free experience. I don't know. It's nice. It, it Watching things or reading things on a plane feels so different than doing it any other time because you have so many more options when you're. You yeah, know. yeah. I like I could do anything after we record this podcast. I could watch, you know, I could watch Swarm after this technically, but I could also just do anything else, right? I could do mm-hmm. I, have, I have my PS5 in front of me. I have my whole computer here with access to every one of my bookmarks, all the OnlyFans content I can handle, like all the anime and manga. I also decided to catch up on One Piece, not going to spoil it or anything like that, but I did spend a lot of the this trip catching up on One Piece when I was either in my hotel room or just on the plane. And I am now officially caught up to, I think like chapter 1079, I think it is maybe. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, one piece, that was a big thing for me. I have to catch up on some other manga too. Like I'm really far behind on my hero academia, but I believe yeah. the latest season of that just concluded. And we did promise that we would do a part two of our, my hero academia podcast. Mm-hmm. So Kenny and I will catch up on my hero now that the season is over. Uh, apparently, Demon Slayer is coming in like seven days or some shit. It's coming really soon. Yeesh. So we'll be doing an episode one review of that, which I did not go to the movies to see whatever they released as an in-between from season two to season three. Wait a second. There's another movie? Not really, though. It's like a recap thing that a lot of people kind of misinterpret it as it being an actual movie. And they were really upset about it because they were like, oh, this is a fucking cash grab. They actually recapped all of season two and just kind of, I guess, shortened it up or something. And then they did like the first episode of season three or the first two episodes of season three, something like that. I heard that it was a rant and that people were really pissed off about it because they didn't know that it was essentially going to be like Battle of the Gods and then how the anime is just Battle of the Gods again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that. 
but for season two. So Demon, listen, Demon Slayer is getting a little too comfortable. They're like, they're like, we're successful, and they're like, <laughs> they're just fucking, they're doing everything. They made a movie that, that an anime that was insanely successful. Then yes. a movie, and then they were like, let's make the movie an anime. Yeah, and then they made a season for it, and then they made a new season, and they're like, let's make the season a movie. Like they need to fucking relax. They're like, we could just keep making money. <laughs> Yeah, they are definitely milking the fuck out of it. And I understand because you have to, I imagine now you just have to monetize however much you can. Yeah. I thought that there was a storm coming actually outside of my room. Well, you missed a tornado. Oh shit, there was a tornado? I don't think it actually formed in Philly, but there was a huge tornado warning on Friday and a heavy, heavy, heavy thunderstorm, heavy rain, heavy winds. Oh no. And it was really strong. Uh, I don't think a tornado actually formed anywhere where I live, but I do know that tornadoes did touch down on the East Coast area and like tore some houses up. Yeah, it's been crazy because California also last week before we went to, you know, California YCS and everything, there was a tornado. They had snow. A lot of random shit has been going on with their weather. Super. Dude, Nevada had snow a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like a month or two ago. I mean, randomly. The, world, the world is trying to get us the fuck out of here. It's very apparent to me that at this point, the, the mother nature, the earth is just like, all right, these humans, they're getting so out of hand with their social medias, their goddamn, you know, their OnlyFans and stuff. Let's let's just clean clean the room. Let's just clean everything up. Mm. So I just feel like the weather Looking being ridiculous. Under the bed. Yeah. I feel like with the weather being the way it is, you could tell that something is shifting for sure. I believe in global warming. I don't know how at this point you don't. It has lit- we didn't we didn't even get a winter here in Philadelphia. Usually we go through all four seasons. Our winter was a joke. Like there was no snow. And no snow. There was just no snow. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time I had a white Christmas. Like I, I can't I can't tell you the last time I had one of those. I mean the whitest Christmas I probably ever had is recording an episode with Kenny. You gotta stop. What do you right? mean? You gotta stop. <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, I don't go shopping on Black Friday. But I guess it's a good thing I don't record either. <laughs> what I will say is uh, I like your shirt. You got a Super Mario 3 shirt on, and that actually transitions perfectly into the next topic because the Super Mario movie is actually coming out. As we're recording this, it's coming out tomorrow, uh, April 5th. So by the time you're hearing this, it will be out, and we are both going to go see it separately, but we'll do an episode of the podcast on the movie because I am super excited about this movie, okay? Yeah. Yeah, quick, quick side aside. I just got corrected from the side. Uh, it's sl- it snows pretty frequently in Nevada in general. It just never snows in Vegas. Oh, okay, and it okay. snowed in Vegas a couple months, two months ago, last month or whatever. And I wanted to correct that for the record, just in case anybody out there is like, actually. So I guess it's um, kind of like, uh, I guess that's kind of like how in Philadelphia, we don't really get earthquakes or anything. But then one year, like eight years ago, we had a earthquake. Out of nowhere. We just Mm -hmm. had a, it wasn't anything Mm -hmm. crazy. The magnitude was very low, but we did have an earthquake and apparently I was underground when it happened. I was on a train, so I didn't feel it, which actually fucking sucks. Cause I heard that for people who experienced it, I heard that it was actually kind of fucking It was wild. Yeah. It was fucking, I was on the, I'll never forget. I was on the phone with one of my friends and we were just talking. Uh, We were talking about Deskaya actually. Okay. And uh, Deskaya is an amazing game. Anyway. We're talking about that, and then all of a sudden, at the same, like, my entire house is just shaking. It's like, duh, 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 duh. my whole house, shit is falling down, and then on the phone, I hear my friend going like, Kenny, Kenny, do you fucking feel that? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? And his whole house is shaking, I guess, and he's freaking the fuck out. 
and my whole house was shaking. It was wild. It lasted. I don't know how long it lasted. I, I want to say it was like 40 seconds or some shit like that. But it was crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i so mad I actually did not get to experience that because no one died or anything from it. So I could say that in hindsight, like I'm glad I didn't get to experience it. I'm sure in the actual moment, a lot of people said that it was very scary. My one friend said he almost pissed himself. Uh, but mm. yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it feels like still to this day because when I was underground on the train, trains naturally just rock back and forth. So yeah. we had no idea. We just came back up to the surface and thought, like, why is everybody everybody's acting all weird and then come to find out there was an earthquake in philadelphia for the first time in god knows how long so yeah things are things are changing things are changing but yeah super mario has a movie coming out this week and was it chris pratt is that his name mm-hmm. the guy's, okay that's the guy that does like everything now he's like jurassic park he's guardians of the galaxy he's fucking uh, apparently he's mario now he's liking so much shit yeah charlie day is luigi uh seth rogan is donkey kong my man Jack Black is Bowser, even yes. though somebody told me the other day that I don't like Jack Black. I don't know what they're talking about. Why do they say you Jack don't like Black. Jack Black? I don't know. Allegedly, on my stream one time, I said I didn't like Jack Black. I don't remember saying this. I think I I think I said Jack Black tends to make like Jack Black movies. Yes, I agree like, with you. I was going to say, I'm not like a fan of Jack Black. I'm not going to sit here and act like, like I go up for Jack Black because that's just a lie, right? Like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't name you five Jack Black movies that I think are like insane or anything like that, but I don't, I also don't hate them, you know? Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's just not Denzel Washington. What do you want me to do? Yeah, especially from a voice acting perspective, I'm totally, I'm pretty much fine with almost anyone if they're voice acting, right? Yeah, like, his, his like- voice for Bowser, from what I've heard in the trailers, and I've only seen the early trailers. I know they've come out with a bunch more trailers, but I've avoided them. Same. Um, But his voice sounds good. Yeah, the only trailer I saw was that first one where, like, the penguins invaded I guess. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, attack! And they started throwing all the snowballs. And then it looked super epic. But then when they switched the camera to the perspective of Bowser and his army, it's just like literal snowballs hitting them and just melting instantly. And then yep. Bowser laughs and then just like fucking starts shooting fire out of his mouth and, and they start getting dunked on. So it was really, really funny. As soon as I saw that, I fell in love with the entire concept or idea of there being a Super Mario movie that was 3D. I'm excited to see it, man. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, I have some friends that are like already hating on it that yeah, are just like I have so many people who are like mad about it. They're like it's going to be bad and all this other stuff. And f- from everything I've seen, it looks like it's going to be really fucking fun. Like, uh, also, what people expect? Like, it's not. It's fucking Mario. Like, what do you guys yeah, want from? It's Mar- one of the most like, iconic game characters of all time. Come on, people. Also, oh, go ahead. People want like I don't know what people want. Like people say like oh the movie's going to be like a like a big Joker and and silly and it's like. Wait, I don't really know. Do you want it to be like a serious do epic you want tale to be of romance and drama? Like, like what is want, it? Do you want it to be the Dark Knight? Like, what do you want? What do you want from yeah, Mario? I, don't, I, don't know, I want to know. I am excited I about it because know. this sets up for my fantasy of the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe. Okay, like you need I, to stop. I now that we have a 3D Sonic movie, we have a 3D Pika, Detective Pikachu. Right, like that happened. Yep. Uh, we now have Mario, Peach, Luigi, Donkey Kong. Uh, Bowser. There's gonna be. Listen, there are tons of characters now that are have these 3D movies. We're getting very close to the announcement that is. Su- I'm I'm sure it's gonna come. There's going to be a Smash Bros. movie, and I cannot fucking wait for that day. Okay, I don't care how cheesy it is. I don't care how hard it is for them to get the nah, licensing. Dude, if they do like a like a Smash Bros. movie and it's like a fucking tournament movie and it's just like insanely sick fucking action fight I'll, scenes and bro, shit. I want it like, so bad. Uh, that would be. A, I want like, it did you see so bad? Did you see the um the anime trailer for in Smash Four 
Smash 4 had like a bunch of reveal trailers, right? Like they always do. The reveal trailer for Palutena, um, and I think like maybe Pit's Return and Dark Pit's introduction, but mainly I think it was Palutena's reveal trailer. But it was like anime looking. Did you see that? I don't I don't know. I feel like it I have. looks in, it's like Link versus Pit, and it's Link and Pit fighting, and it looks like an anime, and they are fucking rumbling. Like it looks so fucking cool. <laughs> and then like Palutena comes down and uh, shakes her ass or something. It's wild. I don't but, know if um, she does that, but okay. Uh, watch it. It's forty seconds. Uh, she does that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go Google it, everybody. Kenny is she, known to embellish a little bit of details. I'm not embellishing. Link and Pit go at it for like however long, and then Palutena comes down and shakes her ass. It's crazy. <laughs> just, I just don't think. I just don't think that that's bad. I'm just gonna be honest with the listeners. I don't think nah. that it went that exact way, but maybe. Maybe I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm sending it to Fraser as an aside because I need his reaction on the podcast. I need him to tell the people that I'm not lying. Okay, right? well, I'll, I will definitely, I'll definitely take a look. See, I mean, you it's said it's like, only like uh, a couple. It's only a minute or whatever. Not too. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, my fantasy is to get this Smash, this Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe started because even if they just do a small cast of characters, which which I imagine they will have to because of how hard it is to get licensing for yeah. all of those. Like, I don't expect a Smash Ultimate movie anytime soon uh at least until not until we're old men or whatever but as yeah. far as smash bros the first one where it's just like how many characters 12 some shit like that like i think it's 12 yeah i think we could yeah, totally we could totally get like a 12 to 15 characters from smash bros that are iconic into a movie also most of them are just nintendo intellectual mm-hmm. property anyway right like like zelda and link and yeah if they do if they just base it off the first one it's you know it's mario luigi donkey kong uh pikachu kirby samus uh fox Fox. samus captain falcon link jigglypuff jigglypuff ness ness Uh, i think i'm missing one uh who we missing you already said link uh yoshi Yoshi, of course, Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that that's hard to swing at all. And then if you wanted to add like a couple more, which are also, I believe, Nintendo, because I've never seen these characters anywhere else. Some of the Fire Emblem characters, because like, yeah, yeah, I've never seen them anywhere else. So I assume that they're Nintendo in some way, like not necessarily how literally Zelda is Nintendo, right? But Fire Emblem, I'm not sure the company that makes Fire. I forget who makes Fire Emblem. Uh, uh it's Intelligent Systems, but they they the the company the studio is Intelligent Systems, but okay. um. You know, they only release on Nintendo. They don't. Okay. Fire Emblem is not on any other console or gotcha. anything. Yeah, so um, that would be dope. That I mean, if they if they do that, right? If they just have a small cast of characters, but the movie just has a good enough storyline and a lot of fighting, obviously a lot of action, tournament style, Mortal Kombat style. You know, it's cheesy. That's why I said I don't mind it being cheesy because Mortal Kombat was live action, so naturally it's going to be kind of terrible. But yeah. when you do 3D or animated or whatever, when you do those kind of uh, movies, it could it has the room to be a lot better, a lot funnier, and just cooler because you could do so much more with animated figures than you can with real people. Despite, you know, I know yeah, the technology's yeah, yeah. gotten a lot better, but who the hell wants to see all that? Yeah, I mean, even still, like, if you make a live-action Dragon Ball Z movie, it's it's it could be cool, but it's not going to hit right. It's definitely like, it's, not going to hit the way... It's not going to hit, like, the anime. Way. Yeah. Nah. But, um... No, I'm excited for a lot of shit. Real quick, I don't know if you do. You want to do a quick aside? Yeah, let's let's do it. I'm down. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Palutena does come in a light and shakes her whole ass. <laughs> and the trailer was sick, like literally anime style. Now I just need a Super Smash Bros. anime. I didn't know I needed that, but yep. seeing Link versus Pit honestly is insane. If you haven't seen it yet, please go on YouTube and look up Link versus Pit. I'm guessing that if you just type that in, that's probably good enough. Yeah, you'll you'll probably find it with yes. just that. But it is 
it is sick. It is complete anime style. And I didn't know how broken Link was as far as power scaling goes. Cause my man, I don't want to spoil it, but just watch it. Just watch it. Mm-hmm. There was, there was mm-hmm. some, there was some shit going on in that trailer. Uh, that is really, really dope. And that was a good but it way was to do cool. it. Like it was just cool seeing them use their powers and do shit. Like, yes, the grapple oh, Smash Bros. anime is wild. Mm-hmm. So good. And then Palutena shakes her ass. Yeah, she actually does. I, I am very surprised, but he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we're so, on a yeah. tangent. I don't even know where the where are we going. Super, we were talking about the Mario movie that's coming out okay. literally in like a day. But yeah, excited for that. I hope that it's actually good. And then we're gonna do a podcast review on it, good or bad. So either you'll hear yeah, us absolutely absolutely shitting on it on the next episode, or or we'll talk about how much we loved it and how people are just haters and need to stop hating on things before they even see it. Because I think that I think it's weird to just be like this is going to be bad without ever seeing it. If it's it's not like it's live action. If it was live action, I would be like, I understand why you guys feel that way. Mm. Live action mm-hmm. things tend to just not be very good. I'm still not looking forward to the live action One Piece. I like I said, I don't want it to have any Mm-mm. good points. <laughs> Is that coming out this year? I don't know. I think so though, dude. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. They're making a Blue Beetle movie. I DC saw bro, comics. So I saw. I don't know what I saw. I, I think it was on IGN's Instagram. But there was just like a shot of Blue Beetle holding a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, saw the trailer today. I didn't see the trailer yet. It looks fucking sick, though. Just that shot that I saw of Jamie or Jaime Reyes or whatever his name is. Yeah, the trailer The trailer was actually pretty fucking cool. Um, Interesting. I was impressed by it. So I think I'll go see a lot. Most of the DC movies, I think I haven't really liked. But the trailer Same. for this movie looks like it'll be kind of fun. So uh, I'm going to check go it out. It. And I like Blue Beetle, so. Me too. I like Blue Beetle, and I only know of Blue Beetle from DC Duck Building. Like, I don't know yeah, the yeah, yeah. from anything else. But I'm 100% down to see that, and we could talk about that when the time comes. Because I didn't and see then, Shazam or anything. I didn't see Black Adam. No, nah, I didn't see any of those either. Yeah. But uh, this Blue Beetle movie, the, the trailer was just cool. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the trailer. So I think I'm going to check that out. And then um, I also watched the trailer today for uh, the new Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. I saw that that has a new trailer. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I'm going to see that movie 100% because the first one was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm really looking forward to this. Honestly, if you're already 100% going to see it, you probably don't need to see the trailer. Yeah. I feel like the trailer might have showed a little too much. It felt a little spoilery. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. And that's that's the, that tends to be the case with trailers because they figure we have to show you something to draw you yeah. in. They're not they're not willing to just allow people to f- have their own interest. They feel like they have to show you something crazy. So you're always going to get a little bit spoiled. But I think when I always think about a, a good trailer, Spider-Man No Way Home somehow mm. managed to not spoil probably the biggest plot point possible, which is that every Spider-Man is in it, right? Like Peter Parker from Tobey Maguire's universe and Andrew Garfield's mm-hmm. universe were in it, but they were not in the trailer at all. And their actors in real life, they're not, they were even in the movie that they didn't get a call. And somehow that shit was held under wraps completely. I didn't get spoiled yeah, on that. Did a good job. I don't know how it's possible in 2021 when it came out, but I didn't get spoiled on No Way Home at all. Like I had no idea going into it that those two characters were in the actual movie. And that means that the trailers that existed, they did show like, oh, Doc Ock is going to be in it and stuff like that. But somehow a lot of the characters that were in it were not in any of the trailers. I think that's the right way to do it. Like, yeah, hold some back so that we can have a, a big shock moment when we actually get there. For example, Dude. bad trailer, real quick, bad trailer. I know, would, yeah, go. Would be uh, Multiverse of Madness. We saw Professor mm. X's chair pull up in the trailer. Like, you knew. Oh my God, really? I didn't watch the trailer for that. Well, it spoiled, it spoiled the fact that the Illuminati people were in it. Like, you that's s- absurd. Yeah, you actually saw, like, 
you knew Professor X was in it, and also his voice. He blatantly said, "Like, welcome here, I'm not st- strange or something like that." It was something you heard. You heard the, the voice of the Professor X actor. Wow. So, and you also saw his chair. So it's like, well, you just know going into it that he's in the movie, and I just that just for me that would have been such a huge moment. Imagine just sitting there, and he travels to another I don't universe. Have to imagine. I I experience. I didn't know. I didn't. That oh, didn't well, get spoiled for me. Okay. Like, I don't have to imagine. <laughs> it happened to me. I was in the theaters, okay. and when I, when he pulled up, I was like, "Oh shit, he's yes. in this movie." Well, there you go. I'm glad one of us got it. Uh, but I, I did not have that luxury because the trailer. So I will avoid the trailer, especially now that you said that I feel like it showed a bit too much. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give an example. You were about to say something before I cut you. Off. Oh, well, a similar thing's happening right now with uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the new Legend of Zelda game. Um, I am amped out of my goddamn gills for this game. Yep. I'm uh, I'm doing I've said this a couple times already, but we've been doing a uh, stream streaming like all the mainline Zeldas on Critical Hit Plus. We've done Zelda one, Zelda two, A Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time. We're currently almost done Majora's Mask and then we'll be doing Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, uh, A Link Between Worlds all before um, Tears How of the, the Kingdom. Fuck comes are you out. guys going this fast? This is really fast. Well, uh. I don't know. We just played. We, you know, I've played Zelda my whole life. Ants played Zelda his whole life. So we're just, you know, into the games. And How much of these lot games of, are you guys completing? Uh, we're beating the entire main game, but not even just that. Like, to, I would say that our our requirement is that we're just like beating the game and not really doing the side okay, quest. So however, like, are we talking about however, Fierce Deity, Majora's Mask? Are we are we talking? So okay even yeah. though our requirement for ourself is just completing just beating the game yeah we've basically been doing all the side quests anyway okay like yeah we've been going we've been, been going pretty ham like in a link to the past so i did zelda one zelda two well i did half of zelda one and did the other half zelda two and a link to the past and i got all of the hearts and all of the side stuff in, in all three of those games um link's awakening i think ant got all of the side stuff all of the hearts um all of the seashells to get like the the sword um all this random shit and now kevin ant's husband is doing majora's mask and he's actually never played majora's mask before but he's committed to getting all of the mask um mm-hmm. and then obviously getting you know the secret mask at the end and doing all the side quests so even though we don't have to do all the side shit we pretty much are doing all the side shit yeah that's uh, cool all of it but a lot of it ant did ocarina of time and he's played that game a million times in his life so he was able to complete that game like with no sword ice arrow yep he got both of them Got Damn. both of them on stream. On Damn. stream. So it's you, been a lot of fun. You guys are doing so it. So we're doing all of that, and it's it's a blast. We're going to be streaming tonight. Um, But anyway, the point that I was getting to is that I'm extremely excited for Tears of the Kingdom, right? And we don't really know much about the game, which to me is amazing. Let me set some groundwork here. We got, like, the initial announcement of it. It was called the sequel of Breath of the Wild. They showed us some trailers, and it was really mysterious, some underground stuff. We saw, like, Ganon's mummified body. Um, And we know, like, there's... Well, go ahead. There's shit floating in the sky, too. I don't know... Yeah. Breath of the Wild base game, I assume that it's very grounded. Tears of the Kingdom started out with Link literally running off of a fucking cliff, and Mm -hmm. there just being like a lot of verticality. Reminds me of Monster Hunter Rise in that sense, and that there were literal like floating platforms and things were flying, and I think Link was even flying on top of something at one point. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with verticality and just flight in this game. Uh, And I don't think Breath of the Wild, and I could be speaking out of term, I don't think Breath of the Wild was like that. So that is like a huge... Not nearly to that degree. Yes. Breath of the Wild had verticality in that 
it was it's one of the most open open world games I've ever played. And what I mean by that is like there's tons of open world games. There's things like Grand Theft Auto Five or right. um, Horizon Zero Dawn or Skyrim, right? right? But a lot of these games, even though they're they're super open open world, you can do a bunch of shit in these games. Something that I love about Breath of the Wild is that like literally everything you see you can interact with in some way. And what I mean by that is like if there's a mountain, you can climb the mountain. And that might sound so simple, but in a lot of other games, like you don't actually, you can't climb. Like you walk until you hit like some invisible terrain yeah, that you just can't that. walk anymore. And uh, you can climb anything. And so there's verticality in that you can climb and shit in Breath of the Wild. But Tears of the Kingdom has these floating sky islands, and it seems like a bunch of them. And some of them seem really big. So it's got the same base map as Breath of the Wild, but with alterations and shit that have been done to it that we don't fully know yet. It's got this whole sky island thing going on, and it seemingly has an underground. Um, And it, it's a lot of shit. And I'll get to how exciting all that is in a second but there's a lot of people complaining because the trailers have done a great job not really spoiling anything we don't really know what's going on in the game we haven't really seen that much new stuff like we've seen new stuff but not that much right and they've deliberately gone out of their way to show us stuff to get us excited but not really show us anything and i fucking love that there's a ton of people on the internet though that are like um really upset they're like we don't know anything about this game like why are we buying it like this game like there's people that are just pissed at the game they want to know more 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 they want to see more they want to know what the story is and i'm like dude just fucking like did you like breath of the wild yes or no yes just fucking get the game yeah like, that's how I feel. you really I think you think it's going to be like i don't want i don't want to know anything more i don't want to know anymore i want to just play the goddamn game i don't want a fucking trailer where they show me like link interacting with the final boss or some shit i don't want to see <laughs> that want though they want to see him fighting ganon's mummified body yeah like that i don't want to see that shit but they, people they, want to see it that's what they came for I, I don't i don't know i don't get that but there's a lot of people hating on it for some reason well that's and, the microwave uh, that's the microwave society we live in now where everything has to be yeah. fast and not necessarily good right people want these things that are cooked on the outside and then shitty in the middle so they have rushed mm. right you put something in the microwave and it's just like a rushed product it never cooks it all the way through and People were rushing this game to come out. People were like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I'm like, mm -hmm. listen, if something's going to be good, let it take its time. Like, don't rush it. So that's the first thing I want to say is that I'm glad that this game is finally coming out and I'm glad that it was not rushed, it seems. But like, mm -mm. also, now that it's finally here, why do you want the trailer to spoil the whole damn game? Yeah. Like, that is just a weird thing that a lot of people seem to want. I think it's I think it's because of the TikTok world and like everyone's attention span being so low that naturally people are like, I get to see a clip. The clip usually shows me everything I want from all the content creators on TikTok and stuff. And then you're on to the next clip. So people want yeah, yeah, yeah. in the trailer, you're like, I want to see everything in the clip. And then I want to be able to swipe and go to the next thing. And and that's just not one. You're yeah, not that's getting, not, you're not what it is. You're just not getting that from Nintendo, first of all. So there's mm -hmm. that. Uh, and yeah, what I've, that. what I've seen, I'm like very happy. Like a couple months ago, I there was a lot of talk like, is anybody worried that the game's coming out soon and we don't know anything about it? And I don't really comment on anything anymore. I've I've yeah, I've resigned I'm from that. A hermit. But I commented on this because I, I just wanted to get my point out there. I, I said to the guy, it was like on Reddit, I said, like, I am ecstatic that I don't know anything about the game. Like, I don't want to know anything about, like, I already know I'm getting the game. I Breath of the Wild, I put, I think, 600 hours into. Like, I already know I'm getting the sequel. Like, I, I don't need all of these trailers to show me everything. But what they did show us was, did you see the gameplay trailer? Not trailer, but did you see the gameplay showcase they did, like, 
last week or two weeks ago or something nope. like that? Uh, the only thing I ever saw of this game was that very first trailer that came out where you saw Link running, like doors open, Link ran out and then jumped off mm-hmm. the top of some shit. And then it was like a couple quick shots of like, again, him Random flying. shit happened. He was yeah. like flying something. There was a lot of shit in the sky. And I was like, oh, this game is going to be, a lot of it is going to take place in the sky, which is really cool. And that's pretty much all I know. Like, yeah. I know a couple things from Breath of the Wild because I've just seen stuff over, it's been out for so long. I've seen like, you know, he has a magnet thing that he never had before and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And that's it. Like, I don't know anything else about it. So I didn't watch the showcase because I still plan for what it's worth. I still plan to play Breath of the Wild. And yeah, I, I really hope you do, because uh, yeah, even I'm, though Tears of the Kingdom will be out, it, yeah, it will be I would be love to do, I, to do I would love to do a Breath of the Wild podcast and and, and then eventually yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, so I I don't really want to get myself too entrenched in Tears of the Kingdom for obvious reasons, because yeah, yeah, I, this is one of the first Zelda games where I feel like a direct sequel like this is being made. Like, I'm not used to Zelda games getting... This is literally a follow-up to the last game. Yeah, it is an actual like this is sequel. not yeah this is not how so every like, other Zelda game you can just kind of play it like Final Fantasy and yeah. they, even though you can do a timeline for Zelda and link them all up in some way this yeah but is they're li- not yeah they're not sequels yes um, this is literally could, a sequel you could play just about any Zelda game ever and not feel like you missed anything really uh right. there's a few exceptions but even then those exceptions don't like for example Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time yes. however for all intents and purposes like it is also a standalone game. It really like, is. I understand. It's, yeah. So, and then there's uh like Phantom Hourglass is a direct sequel to Wind Waker, but um it do- it doesn't feel quite the same as this like this game the way it is directly continuing off of Breath of the Wild is so fucking interesting. Like, okay, for example, it's using the same world, and there's a lot of people upset about that. They're like they're upset that it's going to be take place in the same world. They're like, "Oh, we've already seen these landscapes." And first of all, I think a lot of it's going to be altered. But second of all, it's going to be really interesting to re-experience it in this new way with whatever the new powers we have and like with all of the other shit that's Let, around the can world. Can I just interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because I wonder what kind of people these are. Let me be clear. I've been playing God of War Ragnarok, okay? That game is literally the exact same world that you played in God of War 2018 but now oh, really? I didn't know that. Something called Thimble Winter has happened. I think that's how you say it. Thimble Winters. Anyway, there's something that has happened because of the ending of 2018. Mm-hmm. The person that dies, when he dies, there's a thing that happens because of it. And yep. it changes the world because he's dead. And that is the premise of what's happened. So like Ragnarok, it's called God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok is on the way because that one guy got killed. And you revisit places from God of War 2018, but they are completely different. They're like fucked up and destroyed. And isn't it's, shit like that so fucking cool, bro? Like that shit is so cool. You know, I just ended 2018 last year. So me going from 2018 into God of War, basically 2022, I'll just call it, uh, mm-hmm. right away was really cool for me to see what has happened to the world side by side like that. Like I, it's not like I played 2018 and 2018 and then beat it and never went back to it. And then four years later, I get a new game and I don't remember. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. I just turned my game off and now I turned it back on. And now the world is all crazy looking and things are attacking you that weren't here before. Place, places that were peaceful are no longer peaceful. The Lake of Nine is frozen. Like, Mm. bro it's not the same but it's the same and i i yeah, love yeah, that yeah. so tears that of the is kingdom so cool. is going to be exactly that and god of war ragnarok was almost game of the year at the game awards like it won everything else that it could win yeah <laughs> like, I don't, so like I don't people know. people are just I, I think what it is is like i don't know people 
People just like to bitch, right? Isn't that just it? People just like to bitch. I was going to say something more profound, but people just like to bitch. That's all it is. Like, they just want to bitch. You're not wrong. Like, that's all it is, man. Because this game is like, I'm jived for it. I've been uh, streaming a bunch of Zelda. I've been playing uh, Age of Calamity again, which if you don't know, Age of Calamity is um is a Warriors game, Dynasty Warriors type game, but it is um based off Breath of the Wild. So it, it takes place in the world of Breath of the Wild, but it's a Dynasty Warriors game, and it uses the exact same graphics as Breath of the Wild. Uh, oh, that's really cool. Which is really fucking cool, yeah. And it has some of the best mechanics of any Warriors game I've ever played, Um, in that it feels a lot less of a button masher. Like, it has the same combo system as Dynasty Warriors, but the way the bosses are set up, and they have, like, this weak point gauge meter, mm-hmm. and you have... um these other like move interactions. Anyway, the way it's set up isn't, you can't really button mash the bosses and everything. Like you have to actually fight them, which is kind of, like almost not quite like monster hunter, but like akin to monster hunter where you like, you got to know the, the boss's patterns right. and like counter certain moves. They do. You can't just like mash on them. Yeah. Um, you literally cannot unless, so unless you're fighting cool. some low rank shit with like some high rank armor, in which case yeah. you can get hit a million times and you won't die. But if you go in there and you're on a like you're on the same scale as whatever you're fighting. You cannot just mash. Nope. So the game, the game doesn't. It's kind of what so. they did in uh in this Warriors game for Zelda. It's it's big fucking fun. So yeah, I'm jived out of my mind. It's crazy how much cool shit we're getting, man. We're getting the Mario movie and fucking tomorrow uh or today if you're listening to this um fucking a new zelda is coming out demon slayer in a couple Uh, days demon slayer in a couple days we have um my heroes season just ended i can't believe demon slayer is coming out back out already and then new season of jjk i think is coming soon right too that too yeah that's coming real Um, soon as well yeah xavier kept saying to me that the new season of anime that's about to start is going to be obnoxiously broken like I, I can't wait. I, yeah. I need some anime right now. I'm currently watching 91 Days. I'm going to yeah, finish baby. that probably this weekend. Uh, I'm already like three episodes in. So I'm going to finish that. We're going to do it a podcast episode on that. And then uh, I forget, what is the one that you're going to be watching? It's like a uh, VV, VV Fluorite oh, VV Fluorite. Song. Yes, 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 yes. So there are two anime that we're going to be doing podcast episodes on coming up. Uh, but yeah, we have, a, we have a lot scheduled. Also... We have a listener letter, which we haven't had in a while. So to break this episode up a little bit, uh, I want to transition to that real quick. And then we can talk about the rest of the topics after. All right. So for people who don't know, we have a Gmail account where you can write into the I am nerd podcast at gmail.com. And we will read aloud your letter on the show and discuss it. So here we have one from Austin Cruz. This is from a couple days ago, I guess. Yeah, it's like a couple weeks ago, actually. Now, damn, Tom is just flying. But it was after our episode with uh, the flood with Doc and Ziggy. So this is on conspiracy theories. He says, so one of the biggest conspiracy theories that was actually proven correct recently to an extent that there is about the second shooter when JFK was assassinated. It was denied for years until recently. A second shooter was confirmed. However, it was from the gun of his own secret service and went off when he dropped it. So people were always speculating that there was two there were two shooters in JFK's assassination. And while technically it wasn't like two people shooting at JFK, there was a second shooter and I'm using a second gun term. that went off. Right. Uh because you know his secret service dropped their gun and it, Okay, real it quick fired. though. So <clears throat> I um I didn't have any conspiracies on this topic, but now I do. Just hearing this, I now have a conspiracy. Okay, let's hear it. Because why is the Secret Service a trained fucking perfect? Why is he dropping his gun? Yeah, that is wild. You want to tell me he's dro- oh he dropped his gun? I mean, I'm sure that guy has no job. 
and accidentally discharged. Get the fuck. Now I have a conspiracy. I don't believe he dropped his gun. Yeah, so that, is a, that is a bit wild when you think about it. I feel like, well, one, we know that that guy did not have a job after that. I'm sure he's probably dead and gone by now, but that guy's never held a position of secret service ever since that day right like that <laughs> even even if he didn't do anything else wrong that's just such a big flub and embarrassment that they're like yeah we gotta let you go just just mm-hmm. on the basis that you know there's a conspiracy theories coming out that we may have been part of this or something because you know how people are yeah but but yeah, yeah that people, is a wild one. people make up consp- i remember when i was younger there was like a conspiracy theory or like what they were basically saying and i'm pretty sure this is a million percent just not true actually this is just isn't true but i remember <laughs> going around and a lot of people repeating this i heard this from a lot of people adults and like kids that uh i think it was like abraham lincoln it was either like somebody said like the person that killed him or or like uh his secretary i think they said like abraham lincoln's secretary their name was kennedy and then like kennedy's secretary's name was lincoln Uh, i was like y'all need to stop like people just like and they were like these are the two presidents that got assassinated and their secretary had like each other's name and I was just like, can you all fucking stop with your Kingdom Hearts timeline yeah, I was shit? Gonna, I was going like, to say, that's some anime Kingdom Hearts <laughs> playing with the timeline, like touching one thing and it changes everything. That's definitely that. That's what I got yeah. from that. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, again, if you guys want us to read your letter aloud on the show, write into Podcast at gmail.com. And again, we will read it aloud on the show. So the yes, other sir. thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, okay, so E3 is actually canceled. So we were just talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. And here's what happened first. Uh, Nintendo pulled out of E3, and then Sony pulled out of E3, and then Microsoft pulled out of E3. And I'm not exactly sure of the order, but basically, yeah, yeah. the three major companies pulled out of E3. And I think when Nintendo pulled out, I, I feel like they might have been first. I'm not sure. But whoever pulled out first, when that happened, I was like, okay, that's, uh, that's weird, because I don't really see how... It's going to be E3 without, you know, all three of the big companies presenting. Without but the big three. You can't have E3 without the big three. Yeah. So I already was, I had my, my, my skepticism was pretty high when Nintendo pulled out and like Sony and everything. And yeah, it just has been confirmed last week that E3 is completely canceled. So E3 was scheduled for 2020 and then the pandemic happened and it, you know, it got canceled or whatever mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. And I guess this was going to be like the first year where it could have happened again full force and i think that what has happened is uh, and this is something i personally love but the pandemic has just showed people a lot of things that don't need to exist anymore yep. like work like working in an office when you have an office job you don't need to be there five days a week i, I no. think that that is just silly and e3 now that nintendo has nintendo direct sony has sony direct and microsoft is literally just your computer every pc in the world and stuff so like pretty much there's not really a need for E3 necessarily. Like, I get it. It is a... It builds hype when you think about yeah. E3, especially when we were growing up in the early 2000s and stuff. E3 was such an iconic moment where new games were announced, new systems were announced, uh, stuff like that. But it, it has become a bit obsolete. And it sucks because it is a relic of a time that I I have nostalgia for. And I just... I yearn for, like, the time where gaming was... I don't know. Gaming was, like, my life at one point. Yep. And now I still game and stuff, but it's just not to the same extent. And E3 is part of the old world that I guess is just not necessary now. People get their game announcements from the companies directly. Again, Nintendo Direct, Sony has their own Sony Play or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, it's like the Play Experience or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's called Sony Direct. Some weird shit. Who has time for I that? call it the Sony Direct too. Yeah. Um, it's it's so interesting, right? Because uh, Nintendo Nintendo Soft pulled out of E3 years ago when they start like when they started the Nintendo Directs like. The whole point of that was so that they could do 
uh, presentations on their own time yeah. and not really do on stage E3 um, things. And like at E3, Nintendo's presentations became just a Nintendo, like they just had a Nintendo Direct that yeah. happened during E3. Um, but now, like they're officially like we're not doing anything at during the time frame of E3, and then so that everybody else in the E3 was canceled, right? It's interesting because E3, first of all, it makes sense, like you said, after COVID happened, it gave everybody a break. What happens is we get trapped in like our routine. Yes, we get trapped in like this is what we do, and so we keep doing it. So the industry was trapped in the E3 routine, and it took something like COVID to break it for then these people to say like, why are we wasting millions of dollars? Right. Right. So fucking do this. We can just fucking drop a trailer. Like everybody gets excited and shares the trailer. Like yeah. we don't need to waste millions of do dollars in house and not have to. Yeah. Because imagine, I imagine E3 is in some convention center somewhere that yep. costs a shit ton of money to rent. They also the stage design, the setup, and all that stuff that goes into it. Because E3 was like a spectacle. And don't get it me was, wrong, yeah. that's not lost on me. The spectacle of it all. Like yeah, there's some. I wanna. I want to talk about that in a second after we get past this part. Okay. But yeah, th that's not lost on me, the spectacle of it all, just the arenas that it used to be in and everything. Mm -hmm. The actual presentation of it is really cool. I remember seeing a gigantic Final Fantasy VII motorcycle that Cloud rides on at one of the E3s before Final Fantasy VII Remake actually was announced and came out. You would see things like that at E3, and that's really cool, right? But now all of the companies can do that shit in-house for much cheaper. So like Sakurai announcing Smash Bros. Ultimate or like characters that are in it, they do that now in-house, and they, they release really cool trailers for that stuff. Yeah. Um right now I'm pulling up so like uh well actually I'll I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So on the note of like it being expensive, like imagine setting up oh no, I guess this is still part of it. So I want to show you a picture. Okay. Um I'm gonna just put it on to uh the um uh, whatever the fuck it is that I'm talking about. The oh fucking WebP, yay. Um do 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 okay. Uh so if you're on Patreon, I just pulled a picture up. Um this is from an E3. So this is the E3 before Breath of the Wild came out. There was an entire, they made like an entire fucking village. Like there was huge Bacoblin camps and all this other shit. Uh, Life-size like Breath of the Wild showcase that they built in E3. The millions of, that on top of their whole present, everything they did, like millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you can look up and see the rest of it. But if you type in like Breath of the Wild E3 uh, booth or like diorama or something like that, you'll, you guys can see it on the Internet. The point that I'm getting to is like all of that money, everything to do for because it's an experience they got to create for everybody. They have to do the, the, the show on the stage. And then like for the people that spent money to get a ticket to go to E3, you have to have a whole thing for them. And the pandemic just gave everybody a break for the companies to go like, we don't have to do this. Like we can just do everything on our own time. Like yep. this shit is absurd. And it is really oh. cool. Like what you just showed that picture of Lank fighting whatever that mechanized looking thing was. First of all, that shit looks huge. It looks like it's life sized. And yeah, you can see people um like scale there's people next to it. standing yeah. next to it. Yes. Like. So that is really, really cool. But I'm just looking at the detail on that mech thing. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of detail on that thing. And I imagine that that cost a lot of money to produce, like a yes. lot of money. That shit looks so detailed, but this is what I'm used to seeing from Japanese companies anyway. Like Monster Hunter has the exact same thing. Whenever you see a Capcom showcase for a Monster Hunter game and you see a Rathalos life-size, 
it is not only huge, but the details and the scales mm-hmm. and the teeth and the wings and the bone marrow and everything that goes into it, it's really, really well done. And I do appreciate all of that. But then it just show that same stuff in-house, again, where it's much yep. cheaper to do so and they don't have to, like, you know, run out some crazy convention center or whatever and then charge people a small fortune to attend it. So I will say this, though, right? So E3's dead. It's canceled. It's probably not coming back. Yeah, they I make imagine it, I like that. They try again next year. It's not going to work. Um, I think E3 is officially dead, but I do kind of want to mourn the loss a bit because even though I think it's kind of antiquated and we don't need it anymore and companies all do their own thing, I do miss the fact that there was a week, there was a week in being a gaming nerd where we all, like all, everybody was like watching the same thing for a fucking week. that is true. I do like that. It was this whole event. Everybody was talking about it. Did you see Xbox's showcase, et cetera? And the last couple years... Um, I was restreaming it. So like they stream it on Twitch and then I was streaming it on Twitch and like hanging out and I'd be on stream for fucking eight hours or however long the E3 was for every day, just watching E3 streaming it, hanging out with everybody. And it was so fun to have a bunch of guys in chat, people, um, watching my stream and us just watching E3 and laughing at shit and reacting to shit. It was like a really fucking fun experience. And I'm going to miss doing that because it was just a moment in life. That's like really fun to do. And everybody's watching. It's like, you know, when you you know what I won't miss though. (laughs) What? I hated, and I still hate people who are like this, like, you need to grow the fuck up. Oh, oh. But I hated the people who are like, oh, Nintendo won, Nintendo won Nintendo, E3. Nintendo won, Nintendo won E3. X- Xbox Sony won E3. E3. Yeah, I yeah. hated that. So every year, it would be like, and then the memes will come out, and I love memes, don't get me wrong, but I have grown so much past the point of iPhone versus Android conversations, and then basically Microsoft versus Sony versus Nintendo conversations. I hate mm-hmm. all of them, right? If a game mm-hmm. is good, it's good. I don't really care what platform it comes out on like mm-hmm. i hate the whole uh, console wars and just shitting on each other and making the propaganda and the ads against each other it's corny and people who make their entire identities like you identify as a nintendo soloist or you know xbox loyalist or a sony fanboy. Yeah, yeah. i hate all of that like even when it comes to uber and lyft for god's sakes people ask me like oh what do you use uber or lyft i'm like whatever one's cheaper that like, is insane to be like <laughs> <laughs> to be like Nah, nah, man. Like Uber, Uber won E three this year. <laughs> like it's just so dumb to me. It was like I only fly Delta. I was like, well, what if the flight is two hundred dollars cheaper on United Airways? Like, are you just not going to take it because it's not Delta? That just seems silly to That's me. That's absurd. Like the only thing now, loyals, loyalty to these companies just seems ridiculous. I'm nowhere near traveled enough. You might be able to speak to this more. The only thing I could maybe understand about that, like I only fly with this airline, is you probably have like points or whatever, right, and like right. that could you be build up incentive. You build up points with the airline and you get discounts or whatever but, but i don't honest, fully even with points i highly doubt your points are going to cover the 200 dollars difference yeah yeah you know, probably from, not from airline probably not. like that's just so there's stuff like that but back to the, the main point i guess is like i just hated every year seeing uh sony one you know so, sony one e3 everybody else packing up microsoft didn't do shit yeah. nintendo it was also Nintendo's always so fucking for kids. like because on. like it was always like i don't know like so like let's just say for sony would show like spider-man and you know they'd be like this game comes out in five years and uh people would be like oh my god sony won e3 nintendo and xbox sucks but like the other showcases would have shown like like they all it's very rare 
in the last like 10 years that they ever had like complete duds like usually they had some stuff that was like oh that was actually pretty interesting but people want to like on the internet be like oh my god like xbox blew them out of the water or like nintendo ruined and killed everyone and it was a massacre i don't i don't know people were so fucking cringy with it it was weird yeah so i'm i will say this though that particular thing can go away i am kind of sad right that we'll never get a chance to go to three, right? Yes, because like, I'm at the age where I can afford to do so now. Yeah, like it'd be cool to be to like it'd be cool to go to E3 just once. Yeah, I, I totally we'll agree with that. I 100 at the age that I am now. If E3 was happening, like for example, I flew out to Cali to not even play in a Yu-Gi-Oh event, but I was yeah. there at the same time. I would have gone to E3. I, I imagine it. A lot of E3 has been in California too. It just seems like a place that they would have that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I for sure would have gone to California for E3 if it was ever there at my big age and enjoyed it a lot so it is kind of sad that that day will probably never come but you know there's always new stuff yeah there'll just there'll just be other things okay so (laughs) before we before we wrap this episode up i wanted to you know what i didn't realize until like 10 minutes ago what's up that i don't have a light on i mean i can still see you you're white (laughs) yeah yeah because because of my uh computer screen but now if i do that (laughs) i'll look like a unlockable character that's why we don't record on Black Friday. That's fine. <laughs> I look like a fucking unlockable character. I turn my lights out. But no, I mean, the no, the no light thing is really good contrast levels, though. Like, I can see your yellow yeah. Super Mario 3 shirt and everything. Uh, okay, so I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's going on in the world. We usually don't talk about stuff like this, but I do think that it's interesting that this is happening. But like the previous president of the United States, Donald Trump, as of today, this this is Tuesday, 4-4. Uh, he's been arrested, I think, or arraigned on like 38 charges of tampering with business records and falsifying documents. And also that whole thing with Stormy Daniels, the porn star, or like the escort that he paid mm. hush money to. There's like a lot going on with that. And Yo. I have to assume she made soap because I didn't know who that person was. Me right? either. Like everybody, when when Donald Trump was like running for president, and became president, everybody was talking about Stormy Daniels as if like, every, like, oh, you got you don't know old Stormy? Like everybody was talking about this bitch. <laughs> not like, old like Stormy. I was supposed to, like I was supposed to know who she was. So anyway, I googled her and like, definitely not for me. Oh. Same, uh, but I imagine that when they were together, maybe she was younger and probably hotter. Yeah, maybe she's she's definitely not for me either for multiple reasons. But I uh, I see that he's like the first president in history, right? That has been charged with a crime, and he's and not, not even Nixon, right? He's not exactly. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, uh, with the whole Watergate scandal and everything, he's the first president in U.S. history to actually be like charged with a crime, theoretically arrested. Now they said that they weren't going to place him in handcuffs or do a mugshot because I think that at some point you got to be like, all right, this is still the United States, this is still our country. We can't, we can't go like full on. I think if he actually gets prison time for whatever he's doing, he probably won't. But if whatever this leads to is actual prison time, you got to give us a mugshot. Oh, for I'm, now, I, for man, now, no. That's somebody's if album he, cover for sure. If he gets actual prison time, like I, you got to, you got to release them. Smoking on that Donnie pack. Yeah, you it would be it. crazy for a U.S. president to go to fucking prison. Like, I don't even know the timeline that we'd be living in if that were to actually happen. I, like you, do not believe that he will actually serve any time. He's all, he's one of the richest people in the world. And even if he's not as rich as he said he is or was or whatever, which I, you know, I definitely believe that he's not as rich as he claims to be or have, have claimed to be because that's just the kind of person he is. He's a pathological liar, but he's obviously still extremely wealthy. And even if he's not as rich, very good, very good. <laughs> even if he's not as rich, I have a lot of money. 
a lot of money. He raised, I think, like $10 million from the time that they announced that they were going to arrest him until Bro, I cannot believe there are people donating money. I heard about this the other day. Why are people... I don't know. Regular citizens. So, guys, you guys work nine the fucking fives. You work regular yep. fucking jobs. To he a was the president, and for the rest of his life, even regardless of all the money he already had, for the rest of his life, he gets a salary because he was the president. And their why, salary is like hundreds of thousands, by the way. Why the fuck are people donating money? to? Like, it is absurd the cult he created, number one. Number two, this is... I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I think this is true. A stand-up comedian was talking about this, and he said, did you guys know if Donald Trump actually gets arrested and goes to prison, the Secret Service has to go with him? Like, they just go to prison, too. Because, Wait, like, what? Because when you're a president, when you're an ex-president, you get, you keep uh, your Secret Service for, oh, for the rest of your life. okay, I get like, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You're, you're, you have a Secret Service for yes. the, like, like, George W. Bush still has his own Secret yes, Service Obama for the rest of his life. Obama still has Secret Service, correct. Yeah, so if Trump goes to jail, like his secret service just goes to prison with him like they just gotta, <laughs> that's funny they, they just gotta i mean if up. he did go to jail he will be nowhere near other human beings in that fucking place okay yeah that man's going to the same place the, the cupcakes or whatever they call it that uh martha stewart went to yeah like he's gonna have all the amenities but i i just imagine that he just will not be impersonated i i I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. But they are making a spectacle out of this. Obviously, it's a big deal. I wonder how we look to other countries. I always wonder about that type of thing because the U.S. is just living here is like a, it feels like a circus at times mm-hmm. the whole january 6th thing that happened and then like all of our mass shootings that don't happen in other countries there's just a lot that happens here that i wonder how the other the rest of the world views us. most of the world looks down on us it's weird because i was talking about this actually just last night on stream okay um I, you know people always say that the u.s sucks the u.s sucks the u.s sucks it sucks all this different stuff i want to go live in this country or that country and i think the u.s has a lot of problems like real actual problems yes but here's the thing we are like the most publicized country like most americans and it's not because like all americans are dumb it's because like it's not really world news most americans don't really know what's going on in scotland and random other places yeah but the entire world basically always knows what's going on in america and um so our news is world news is basically what you're and saying s- yeah, so the point that I'm getting to is that it's really easy for everybody to be like, oh, America sucks, and it's really easy to be like, oh, this other place is so much better, I'd rather live in Japan, but, like, all of these other places, they have problems, too. Like, they all have their own fucking problems. They may not be the same problems as us, but, like, right. they have problems, I and mean, some have more yeah. or less problems, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna name any names, but I feel like if you're living in a dictatorship, like, you have your own fucking problems. If, you're, if your country doesn't allow you to have freedom of speech and things like that, like, you can't speak against your government without fear of actual death right like or like public executions and shit like that if you can't do that then you have your own problems in in your country or that country has its own problems so you know the u.s for everything that it is we definitely have our problems one of the biggest things that bothers me is obviously all the mass shootings there was just like one last week where some kids got shot up and that that shit is just tragic i'm tired of seeing that it's Uh, yeah i heard there's like um there was like a law. I now I didn't research this myself because I I do my best to stay away from a lot of this. But I heard it from I heard from a, a reliable source. I'll say, um, even though I didn't fact check it. But apparently, there I think Texas is trying to do this thing where they're trying to put a law in place where um, 
something to do with like you can't refer to somebody as the gender they prefer. Like if 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 a boy, so to speak, says that they're a girl and their their pronouns are her or she, right. uh, the school cannot call them their pronouns without getting um permission from their parents or something. basically like you have to ask permission from their parents to abide by the pronouns of the student or some weird shit i don't know it's weird oh, wow. but it, and the problem with that is like i don't know if people realize like a lot of people like if you're gay you might not be out to your parents yet right. but like your school your people in your school knows right because some parents aren't as accepting and they'll fucking beat their kid to death or, or disown them um, or kick them out of the house all types yeah, of wild so shit so there's it's it's really icky i don't know all the specifics but anyway the point that i'm getting to is that the whole idea of it was like it was being passed off as like a child protection thing like in order to protect the children and do all of this weird shit and somebody else was like it's really interesting that like they want to protect the children from pronouns but they can't they don't nobody wants to protect them from guns like, yeah, everybody's just that- real good at not protecting them from, from I'm glad you said it uh, because I was thinking like, okay, I understand all the gender politics and stuff that are going on right now. It can be really complicated. I wish that we were just more accepting of people and and how they want to live their lives. I don't think that that stuff is a threat to children. But what I do think is that something 100% needs to be done about the hundreds of them, if not thousands of kids that are killed on a fucking weekly basis in this country. You know how we're number one and it's not close in terms of our military? Like, yeah. number one and not close. Yeah. We're number one in school shootings, and it's not close. Yes. Like, not close. They're so Wait. common. I, and, I, and I, it's sad because I really do feel like, because they're so common, I and a lot of other people are just desensitized to them for the most part. Yeah. I was in an Uber on my way to work last week or two, whenever it was, when I heard that there was like a, a school shooting in Texas or wherever yep. it was. And I kind of was just like, I, I did not care. You even were indifferent. Yeah. And, and I hate yeah. I hate having to say it like that. But a lot of times I'm just indifferent because I've lived through so many of them, like Sandy Hook yeah. all the way up until whatever just happened. There were just so many of them. And after a certain point, I think that this is where we start to kind of lose our humanity a bit. But it's like, how many times are we going to write thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers? That's yeah, yeah. that's all that ever happens. And eventually the news cycle will move on and it won't take long. Maybe as early as next week, there will be something new to talk about, if not today. And everyone will have just completely forgot about the six people that were murdered or however many people got you know killed in this tragic incident. Yeah. And we just it, move on. It's weird because people people always like to say, like, it's it's a, it's, it's a really complicated problem. But my thing is... Um, if you add up now, I haven't checked this since like 20, I want to say it was like 2019 or 2018. I don't remember. So the stat that I'm thinking of is like five years old or four years old. But when I looked at the stat, you could add up two through nine in terms of mass shootings or school shootings, uh, other countries in the world, you could add up two through nine and they weren't half of number one, which is America. Like the amount of school shootings we have, not like two through nine or two through 10 is not they don't even add up to half. Yeah. Like it's like one piece being the number one manga. Like yes. you can literally like, that. You can add up Naruto, Bleach, and Fairy Tale, and you still don't get the sales of One Piece. So I, I get what you mean. Like if you add up two through nine, all the mass shootings that happen in other countries and how often they happen, they still aren't even close to the amount that happens in this country. And that's because so I, we, we have our Second Amendment. And us being like the most amazing country and the greatest and all the things we say about our country, which, you know, I love a lot about America. I just think it's interesting that like we have all this greatness that we that we have pride in. But um, and then also everybody's always saying that we got to do this for the kids and that for the kids. Uh, But we just let we <laughs> yeah, let they're banning drag shows. so many. 
They're banning yeah, fucking we drag so many shows. kids die. Like the drag shows are being banned right now because they're a threat to children, apparently. Uh, which I still have yet to see a. And even if it did happen, it would be like one out of God knows how many other incidents. But like I've yet to see a drag queen attack a child or or kill a child or do something crazy heinous to a child. Not to say that it's never happened. Not to say that it won't happen. But the, that's not even the point. The point is that. There is empirical evidence that uh, there are more people with mental illness that are harming children with with assault rifles and assault weapons than there are drag queens who are harming children. So it's just interesting the priorities and the agendas that are being pushed in order to, I guess, keep guns around. I'm not really sure what it is. Now, this is coming from a person like I personally recently purchased a firearm. I, I'm a big fan of the Second Amendment. I, I like having a gun and it makes me feel protected. But what I don't have and what I don't think I need, because I don't think that it will ever be useful to me if the government decided to attack its citizens is an assault rifle. Because at the end of the day, if the government decided to turn on its citizens, which I, I do not think will happen because uh, we do not live in an actual dictatorship, but let's just say, for example, that the government decided to turn on us. The U.S. government decided to, for whatever reason, start to attack its citizens. I know a lot of people have their assault weapons and their crazy ass weapons because they feel like this is what I'm going to use when they come to attack me. Uh, it will not be soldiers coming door to door with assault weapons for you to have a Call of Duty shootout. It will be from the fucking sky and you won't have a chance because mm. our government has the fucking biggest military spend of any country in the world. And God forbid we ever had to go to war with the U.S., right? Like, that's just not... People no have one, this, dude. like, weird thing where, like, oh, I, I have all these weapons because like, at some point they might, you know, turn on us and, like, we're going to need it. But, like, if the government decided to turn on us, guess what? We're all fucking dead, right? Like, it's, yeah. you can't... I'll say this, right? Because I don't want anybody to get it twisted, right? I don't want people to think, like, we're we're you know taking a hard stand that we're anti this or whatever uh we're anti just kids getting killed um but i also am for the second amendment and uh if if any if you guys have ever heard of the rapper killer mike he is big fat black guy uh one run the jewels he's fucking awesome i love love him he's an amazing absolute top tier amazing rapper but also a an amazing like political speaker yes and Listen to him talk. He has a lot of amazing points on the Second Amendment. He's very pro-gun, pro-Second yep. Amendment. That's and, that, that's one of the people who made me feel empowered to own a firearm. Yeah, he specifically, if you are African-American, he does a great job giving his argument, whether or not you agree with him, whether or not you think he's right. He does a great job, in my opinion, giving his argument why you should really be pro-Second Amendment. Because if you are a black American, because um, a lot of people view it as like a white redneck thing and like white redneck right wing thing. But um, you don't have to being pro Second Amendment or pro gun isn't uh, pigeonholed in the one group right. of people. Um, and it's Killer Mike does a right. really good job. Yeah. Discussing that uh, that point. But anyway, uh, the other point that I was getting to is I'm so happy that well, like you could say some people say like we spend way too much money on this or that. We talked about this before, but after the whole Russia Ukraine thing happened <laughs> and like things got put in the perspective, like when you look at America's military, like it's it does feel nice. It does. knowing that we can't be <laughs> fucked with. Like like it feels like now listen, that's part of the point Fraser is making though. Like it doesn't matter what artillery you have in your house. Yeah. You are not beat like you and no one else is winning a war. Yeah, like you and your boys with a couple like, of AKs, it's just not beating the United States military. Like it's just not. Like the US military is on fucking it is on 
number one. Yeah. Like, it is absurd. So, uh, my, so I guess the whole reason I even brought that up, because I am pro-gun, I just don't think that we need assault rifles like the what was used by the person in the, the recent uh, school shooting. I hate yeah. those weapons because guns are already unfair. Like, they're extremely unfair. But assault rifles are, like, outrageous. You can't yeah, even yeah, yeah. really rush the person. You know what? If someone has a pistol, right? Like, I have... I have a nine millimeter. You know, they changed the way we conduct war. War used to have rules and like a cop, like war used to be people would literally have be in lines. Yeah. would be a drummer and a flag guy. And they would like walk forward and they would like duck and shoot. And they had like muskets that you had to reload and yes. shit. And war had like this thing when they, when assault rifles and like machine guns, if you want to call it or whatever, when weapons that we could use to mow people down, got introduced War was not conducted that like you can't walk in a fucking line because you just get mowed down like the the way wars like were fought in history were changed because of them like they're in the amount of unfair they are is like uh, you can't comprehend it. Yeah. I, so again, assault rifles are a different conversation to me because they're basically weapons of mass destruction. Like somebody with an assault rifle could go into a New York train station and just clear it out. Yeah. And it would be absolutely terrifying if that happened. Uh, you can only do so much with a handgun, with a pistol. Obviously, yes, you can still kill people, but oh, the, sure. it's just the it's the it's the amount. It's just the sheer amount of people you can kill before someone can stop you. It reminds me of that episode of My Hero Academia where Deku ran yep. into Shigaraki in the mall. And he said, if you were to call for help, by the time a pro hero got here and stopped me, <coughs> how many people do you think I would have killed by then? 30? He's like, you'll 40? stop me. You guys will stop me. Yeah, he's You'll like, I'll go, down, me. I'll go down for sure. No question about that. Somebody will eventually get me. But how many people do you think I can kill before a pro hero that actually is strong enough to stop me gets here? And that is that fucking question, that line of questioning that whoever the writer of my hero put into that chapter, into that anime has freaked me out ever since I heard it. Because, I, I again, I think about that train situation, like a crowded area, like a subway system and just people coming down from two different sides. So, you know, there's like two exits to get out of usually any train stop and then people just coming down with assault rifles on either side and just mowing down yep. everybody like it would just be terrible and uh like, they'll like, get caught they'll get caught eventually like but, obviously they'll be apprehended but how many people do you think they'll kill before that happens how many people do you think that they will actually die so and then that, and again this is a conversation about assault weapons specifically that i just i yeah i know that people love them and they're cool and all that stuff we play a lot of video games with them but at the end of the day the amount of lives that you can take with one i just don't think should be used outside of war people are not fucking hunting with them right like it's, it's just yeah. so that that's the that's the part that really gets me i don't mind people having handguns i love having a gun i love feeling safe that i have a gun but my gun doesn't do shit against an assault rifle and uh neither does anything really and, and except you know a, a, a team a swat team <laughs> yeah so anyways all right well we are about to get out of here before we do it's a it's the start of a new month this is the first episode of april so let me run down we have 54 active patrons on our patreon account uh and yeah there's a lot to read through so let me go to this page let me get the shout outs ready send me what i'm doing yeah okay i got yours all right without further ado we have connie austin leon rogue and tier two aren't bad they just aren't great that is actually the name of a fucking troll <laughs> you got me good we had a whole conversation about this but uh that troll is amazing so again you can change the name of your patreon display name so that way when i'm reading it out it says whatever you want and yeah if you wanted to shoot like have me shout out basically a brand or something if, if you have a brand or anything like that it's probably a good idea to uh 
change it to that so I can say it and it would make it easier for everybody. But anyways, continuing on, we have Garrett, Xavier, Hylian, Dimitri Barnes, Vinny Casello, Dominique Roberts, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Henri Reynolds, CJ, WK Dad One, Dan Vrabel, First to Home, Dallas Fernares, S. Akuma, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safiridis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Doc and Ziggy, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Hanto, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cup Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Arale, Melfi Slump, Chris Lynn, Wookie 159, Connor LK, MSW2389, Edison Club, Kyle Batelho, Brandon Moore, Sugal, Nick, Mr. Soltai, Nafa, Corey Fowler, Omar Ramos, Elijah Barfoth, and then... A true hero, Tyler Tadeo, uh, Anthony, Matt Glenny, and Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being uh, on our Patreon. It goes a long way. and We really appreciate you moving into this month. We're going to have more exclusive content, including our monthly episode that we do. Uh, if you have suggestions for what you want this month, put it in the podcast suggestions channel of our Discord server. And if you have any ideas about our tournament structure that is going to be coming up. Let us know about that too. I saw all kinds of ideas. Some of them can get a little carried away. To be clear, like most of the tournaments are just going to be Edison tournaments because it's easier for us to run those with us having edisonformat.com as a resource for any like ruling debates. Uh, you know, if people want also promoting, just promoting Edison format in general, it makes it easier. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of them are just going to be Edison format. And we may do some like specialty tournaments where we say no S tier allowed and I'll choose what is S tier for that event uh, and stuff like that. So that is something that we can talk about later on down the line. But for the first initial ones, it's just going to be an Edison tournament like any other Edison tournament, like any other Time Wizard format Edison tournament with no special rules in place. But we can we can do stuff like maybe I'll do a modified ban list where I ban Trap Dust Shoot and Brain Control and we see what Edison mm. feels like with those two cards banned and everything else is everything else is allowed, but those two cards are just banned, right? Because those cards are fucking toxic. And that's, you know, we can, again, have that conversation later. But anyways, as I always say, do the things that make you happy, including seeing the Super Mario movie this week. I hope you guys also go to see it if you're a nerd you will go see it because it's fucking mario and he represents basically almost the dawn of gaming right like so mm. and with that a glorious so long gay bowser so long gay bowser until next time we're out